0: An exclusive XM Music presentation Theme Time Radio Hour is brought to you by Cadillac
1: It's nighttime in the big city. A woman goes through her husband's pockets while he sleeps. Everyone's either asleep or in the emergency room. It's Theme Time Radio Hour with your host from coast to coast, Bob Dylan.
2: Call me Ishmael. Thus begins the famed novel of monomania, whale hunting, and political allegory. But having a great beginning is not enough. Luckily, Herman Melville also had a great ending for Moby Dick. The middle was pretty good as well. That's why it stood the test of time. Today on Theme Time Radio Hour, we're going to look at those three stages of being. The beginning, the middle, and the end. As Winston Churchill put it, now is not the end. It is not even the beginning of the end, but it is perhaps the end of the beginning. So we're going to start things off with a bang, get up to a flying start. We're going to go right down the middle, not find ourselves in the middle of nowhere. And we're not going to stop till we get to the end of the line. And It all starts right here. Anita Bell Coulton change her name to Anita O'Day. We recommended her autobiography. And if you haven't gotten it already, what are you waiting for? This is from the first album she recorded for Norman Granz. This is years after she left the Gene Cooper band and she was working as a single. This song was introduced by Bob Hope who sang it to Eve Arden in the Ziegfeld Follies of 1936. As Anita and the Render Duke I read Gershwin's classic I Can't Get Started.
3: I'm a glum one It's explainable I've met someone Unattainable Life is a bore. The world is my oyster, no more. All the papers where I let the news with my capers now will spread the news. Superwoman turns out to be flash in the pan. I've Flown around the world in a plane. I've settled revolutions in Spain. And the North Pole I have charted can't get started with you. On a golf course, I'm under par And all the movies have asked me to start I've got a house that is a show place Can't get no place with you So supreme, lyric I write of you, scheme just for the sight of you. How I dream both day and night of you and the world. Nineteen twenty nine, I so short. Over in England, I'm presented at court. But you've got me so downhearted, can't get started with you. When first we met. Now you elated me, pet, you devastated me, yet, now you deflated me, Kings and queens I've alucarded can get started With you
2: That was a neat old day And I can't get started she says, I've flown around the world in a plane. While the first circumnavigation of the world by air was conducted in 1924 by a team of aviators from the Army Air Service. And continues, I've settled revolutions in Spain. The Spanish Civil War occurred between 1936 and 1939. The war was just getting started when Gershman wrote the lyrics. He also wrote this, the North Pole I have charted, but I can't get started with you. Everyone thinks that the conquest of the North Pole can be credited to Robert Edwin Perry, but that claim has never been substantiated. Most people think it was Edward Gershwin. (laughs) as a strong tradition of great harmonica players in the Chicago area, chess records alone at both Big Walter and Little Walter. By the way, did you know there was actually a guy named Middle Walter? I'm not kidding you. He was centered around Gary, Indiana. Johnny Little John told me he gave him his name cause he was a big fan of both Big Walter and Little Walter. I cut him when he was playing with Big Daddy Simpson and his son Melvin Simpson. That was the band, but we're not playing him here today. We're playing another harmonica player who was on chess records. This comes from his first session on the label. Here's Sonny Boy Williamson, and don't stop me the talking. I'll tell everything I know.
4: Well, I'm going down the road and stopping Fanny Mae. Going to tell Fanny what I heard. A boyfriend said, don't stop me talking. I'll tell everything I know. I'm going to break up this signifying Cause somebody's got to go Jack give his wife two dollars Go downtown and get some mocking Gets out on the streets Oh, George stopped him He knocked her down And blackened her eyes She gets back home Tell her husband a lie Don't stop me talking Tell everything I know I'm gonna break up this signal fine Somebody's got Wanted some money, go to the beauty shop, to so honk his home, she began to stop. Said, take me baby, around the block. I'm going to the beauty shop where I can get my hair side. Stop me talking. I'll tell everything.
2: with sunny Boy Nine Below Zero Williamson and Don't Stop Me to the talking. There's a lyric in that song, I'm going to the beauty shop where I can grip my hair sock. I'm guessing that probably refers to the practice of wearing a cut-off nylon to protect your process when you're coming out of the beauty shop. But then again, I'm just guessing. Some people can't stop talking. They suffer from locked-in syndrome. This is a rare neurological disorder where you're completely paralyzed, except maybe your eye can move. You're completely conscious, and you can think and reason, but you can't speak or move. Julian Schnabel's movie, The Diving Bell and the Butterfly, is about someone with locked-in syndrome who was actually able to write an entire novel. But that's not the most amazing case I've heard about. I was reading an article in New Scientist that talks about this 46-year-old woman that had it. She couldn't move at all. She had this doctor, a Dr. Burr and he knew he could plant electrodes in her head that would help her be able to communicate. But how do you ask her if she wants that? It's awfully intrusive without asking their permission. Well, one day, a colleague of his saw a medical device used for measuring the pH of saliva. They had an idea. They trained the woman with locked-in syndrome to change the acidity of her saliva by imagining either the taste of lemon or the taste of milk. It's an involuntary response, and she was able to use the change to communicate either yes or no. I'm guessing it was yes for lemon, and no for milk the human spirit is an amazing thing you can lock it up but you can't hold it prisoner this is theme time radio hour and we're talking about the beginning the middle and the end we've already started but sometimes you need to start all over again here's a song by that same name written by Pete Wolfe along with Seth Justman. they're performing it together live as the J. Giles Band from 1973 on the Muddy Atlantic record label Here's the woofer-goofer, Mama Tufa, Pete Wolf and the J-Guys Band. Start all over again. I had some good
5: times. Good times before. You hung me up once, baby. It can't happen.
6: Love comes on you, baby It makes you wanna
5: Just hide away She might be
6: fooling on you You know, you just can't stay I've been through these times before I've been through these times before. And if I
5: don't find a way, man That's the price gonna pay I'm gonna
2: The Jake Isles band start all over again. You know, Pete was a dockey too. He worked at WBCN in Boston. He also went to the Museum of Fine Arts. His roommate was the filmmaker David Lynch. David Lynch thought Pete was weird. Imagine that. Anatole Broyard once said the epic implications of being human end in more than this. We start our lives as if they were momentous stories, with a beginning, a middle, and an appropriate end, only to find they are mostly middles. She's probably right, but we're still in the beginning, and to tell you the truth, I'm beginning to see the light, and I'm not the only one. Peggy Lee's right there beside me, singing a song written by Duke Ellington, based on a melody by Johnny Hodges, with lyrics by Don George. Harry James got his name somehow on there, too. This is from the same recording session where she recorded her hit song Fever, and it features Shelly Mann on the drums. Here's Peggy, and she's beginning to see the light.
1: I never cared much for moonlit skies, I never winked back at fireflies, but now that the stars are in your eyes, I'm beginning to see the light. I never really went for afterglow Or candlelight on the mistletoe But now when you turn all the lights down low I'm beginning to see the light Used to ramble through the park Shadow boxing in the dark Then you came and caused a spark That's a four alarm fire now I never made love by lantern shine I never saw rainbows in my wine But now that your lips are burning mine I'm beginning to see the light Used to ramble through the park Shadow boxing in the dark Then you came and caused the spark Wow, there's a fire now I never made love by land and shine, never saw rainbows in my wine. Now that your lips set a fire to mine, I'm beginning to see the light. I'm beginning to see the light.
2: That was Peggy Lee, I'm beginning to see the light. You'd be grateful if you were on a boat and the light you were beginning to see was a lighthouse. The earliest lighthouses were simply bonfires that were built on hillsides to guide ships. The oldest existing one in the world is considered to be La Coruna in Spain. It dates back to about 20 B.C. Before electricity, they used a lot of different fuels, including whale oil, casein, and colza oil, which is pressed from wild cabbages. The question that comes up a lot is what's that song from Clockwork Orange about the lighthouse keeper? Well, that song is called I Want to Marry a Lighthouse Keeper, and it was written and performed by Erica Eigen, who used to be in the British group Sun Forest. It was a big favorite of Stanley Kubik's. There's a couple of things that have no beginning, middle, or end. One of them is a Bobius strip. It's a one-sided, single-edged surface. It was named after August Ferdinand Bobius. It's hard to imagine in your head, but if you take a sheet of paper, cut it into a strip, twist it one time, and join the ends together, you can trace your finger along the edge of it, and it'll travel across both sides of it without ever having to lift your finger. It's pretty incredible. Another thing with no beginning, middle, or end is an overburrow. That's the ancient symbol of a serpent or dragon swallowing its own tail, forming a circle. It's symbolic of the nature of the universe. The Ouroboro eats its own tail to sustain its life. It's the eternal cycle of renewal, creation out of destruction, life out of death. But we're getting a little too heavy here. Let's get back to the music. The song was written by Cole Porter for the 1935 musical Jubilee. A beguine is a ballroom dance. It's similar to a rumba, in which the accent is on the second eighth note of the first beat. The beguine dance features a lot of rolling of the hips while taking steps, which symbolize sensuality. In 1935, Cole Porter went on a round-the-world cruise to write Jubilee. He took with him a piano, a small organ, 24 pencils. A choir, a music paper, a typewriter, a metronome, and three cases of champagne. He said that he would begin the beginning in the Fiji Islands after seeing a native dancer. I think it was after he finished the champagne.
7: Hi, all. Crimothy Frog here. And today I would like to say a few words about the beginning, the middle, and the end.
2: This is theme time radio hour, started from scratch, so we're going to make ends meet and find that all's while and ends well. We're in the middle now, the halfway point. We usually think of our next artist as a piano-pounding boogie master, but I wanted to take a second to show another side of him, his deep blue side. The thing that mystifies me is every time I look him up, there's just one sentence that says he had a nickname in Houston, the He-Man Martha Ray. I wondered how he got that nickname. Perhaps we'll never know. If you know, please contact us here. We'd like to find out. Here's Amos Milburn in the middle of the night. In the
8: middle of the night. Dreams of you keep coming back to me. And I'm wondering where can my love be in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, thoughts of you bring teardrops to my eyes. I keep praying for the sun to rise. In the middle of the night, what? What can I do? Last night you told me we were through After all I've done for you I'm all alone and feeling blue In the middle of the night I keep blowing for you tend to kiss, how could you leave me all alone like this in the middle of the night?
2: Amos Milburn in the middle of the night. Amos Bit Chicken Check Boogie, Bad Bad Whiskey, Let Me Go Home Whiskey, the original one Scotch, one bourbon, one beer, that John Lee did, and so did George Stuart. We play a bunch of groups from England, but here's one we haven't played up till now. It was formed by a man who was born in Johannesburg, South Africa. He took the name Manfred Man after the name Shelley Man, who was the drummer on the Anita O'Day song that we started the show with. His lead singer was a guy named Paul Jones. And this song's about Paul. He's the one in the middle. His men for Men.
5: Let me tell you about the friends. The music that they're putting down. They started to play on rainy day. And the people came from miles around. Looking sweet. Mike Hunt plays the drums, yeah. Tom McGinnis lays it down on the bass. But the one in the middle sings, hey, diddle, diddle, cat, he's just a pretty face. They didn't come for the rest. Sanger a lookin sweet they couldn't have Star, they didn't come for the rhythm, they did not come for the beat. Oh no, the people of the town came just to stand around and see the singer looking sweet. See the singer looking.
2: Manfred man, and the one in the middle. Not easy to be a middle child. They feel like they have to try a little harder to be heard or get noticed. They feel they have no role in the family. They have neither the rights of the oldest nor the privileges of the youngest. They can feel unloved, left out. They can become discouraged and a problem child in order to gain attention. But it could turn out okay for them. Here are some famous middle children Bill Gates, JFK, Madonna, Princess Diana, Richard Nixon. George Burns and Bob Hope, who introduced I Can't Get Started in 1936 and later dated Martha Ray.
4: Here she is, ladies and gentlemen, that latest glamour girl from the Paramount Studios. We take pride in bringing you that demure, alluring, bashful. Has he gone nuts? That seductive, sweet, captivating. He's wacky. That charming, lovable glamour girl.
7: Glamour! Miss Martha Ray!
2: Sometimes you play a song for just one reason. The song has a lot going for it's got a swinging arrangement done by Benny Carter. The Ray Letts sound great on it, and Ray sings his ass on it. But the reason I like this record, it's got the best recorded finger snaps I've ever heard.
9: Pick me a town in any clan Where people like a rockin' time And stay awake for a day and night So everybody's feeling good and right then throw me And rock and roll just standing by my soul. Ten Cadillacs A diamond mill Ten shoes of clothes To dress the kill A tin room house Some barbecue And fifty chicks not over twenty two Throw me And rock and roll to satisfy my soul. One hundred bands with chorus girls, a street that's paved with natural pearls, a wagon load of bonds and stocks. Then open up the door with full knocks and throw me. I
10: wanna be.
9: So Ray can rock and roll to satisfy his soul. Right. A lot of bread and gangs of meat, oodles of butter and something sweet. Gallons of coffee to wash it down By carbonated soda by the pound In for me
6: Ah, pitch it. Oh, rolling me my head in the middle
9: that right now So I can rock and roll to satisfy my soul
2: Ray Charles, smack dab in the middle. If you find yourself smack dab in the middle of the United States, you're probably at latitude 39 degrees 50 feet and longitude of 98 degrees and 35 feet, which is a small park in Lebanon, Kansas. It's difficult to find the exact center of an irregularly shaped form like the continental of the United States, but they did it in an interesting low tech way. They cut out a piece of cardboard in the shape of the Continental 48 and balanced it on a point. They made a mark where it balanced, overlaid that on a map, and there you are, Lebanon, Kansas. If you're in the middle of the entire world, you're on the equator. That's the longest line of latitude on the Earth. with zero degrees latitude. It passes through 12 countries, including Ecuador, Colombia, Brazil, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Uganda, Somalia, the Maldives, Indonesia, and Kiribati. If you're listening in any of those places, welcome. This is theme time radio hour, talking about the beginnings, middles, and ends. Texas has given me the finger. I hope that means we have a caller. Line one text? Okay, thanks. Hello, caller. You're on the air.
11: Hi, Bob. How you doing?
2: I'm doing all right. How about you?
11: Good, good.
2: What's your name and where you're calling from?
11: My name's Frankie George. I'm uh, calling from the tri-state area.
2: Hey, Frankie, you got a middle name?
11: Yes, I do, Bob. It's Carl.
2: Okay. What can I do for you?
11: Well, I heard you talking about Amos Milburn a minute ago and how he was called the He-Man Martha Ray.
2: Yeah, you know why he was called that?
11: Not really. But I've got a lot of information about Martha Ray. Maybe you'll be able to figure it out. Okay, shoot. Her real name was Margie Reed, and she used to sing with the Boris Morris Orchestra. She made her film debut in 1934 in Rhythm on the Range. She was also in Hell's a Poppin', Blackie Key Wedding, Artists and Models, that's with Dean and Jerry, and Airport 79, the Concord. Huh, I didn't know that. She had a lot of famous boyfriends. Went out with Bob Hope, Jimmy Durante, Joey Brown, Bud Abbott, but as far as I know, not Costello.
2: Yeah, I knew all that. Married seven times, and usually for less than two years each.
11: Wow. She did commercials for Polydent, and toured in every war since World War I as a USO performer. Her nickname was The Big Mouth. She was left-handed, she had brown eyes. Does, uh, does that help at all?
2: Well, it's a uh, lot to ponder, but I really appreciate your call. Thanks for the insight. Could I play a record for you?
11: Yeah, that'd be great. Can you play that record about Hugh Hefner, It was in Reservoir Dogs?
2: What song are you talking about?
11: You know the one. Stuck in the Middle with You. I really like that song.
2: Thanks for calling. And we'll look for your record. I'm not reading really to look for this record. Here's Wanda Jackson, In the Middle of a Heartache.
12: I'm in the middle of a heartache Have out, half, hour, half end. Not quite out of love with you not too much in love with him. I'm in the middle of a heartache, halfway, half blue. Can't give all my love to him when I'm still in love with you.
6: Just.
12: Give all my love to him When I'm still in love with
2: that was Wanda Jackson in the middle of a heartache she's known as a rockabilly singer but she doesn't get enough credit for singing straight country she deserves it too before we leave the choice center cut of the show I'm going to tell you a little bit about the guy who wrote Journey to the Center of the Earth it was written by Jules Verne, who lived between 1828 and 1905. His father wanted him to be a lawyer like him, but at age 11, he ran away from home and tried to escape as a cabin boy in a boat. His parents saw him and brought him back. He went to Paris to study law. At least that's what his father thought. Instead, he started writing. He found a mentor, Alexander Dumas, who wrote The Three Musketeers, The Count of Monte Cristo, and Airport 79, The Concorde. He sponsored Verne, and Verne soon published his first book, Five Weeks in a Balloon. He didn't have a success, though, until Journey to the Center of the Earth, which was followed by From the Earth to the Moon, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and Around the World in 80 Days. Jules Verne had a nephew named Gaston, who suffered a mental breakdown. He was confined to his home, but one day, in March of 1886, he escaped and somehow obtained a loaded revolver. He went to find his uncle Jules, He rushed into Verne's house and came at him with the gun. Jules tried to grab it away from him, but as he did, it went off twice. One of the bullets went into Jules Verne's leg, right below the knee. He had to walk with a cane for the rest of his life, and died in 1905. Jules Verne, around the world, had further. Well, we have the beginning of the beginning. We have the end of the beginning. We have the beginning of the middle. We're about to have the beginning of the end. But first, here's the end of the middle. Nick Lowe is one of the forefathers of punk. He earned this by producing The Damned, and he made a lot of records on his own. You might know some of them, but you might not know this one, where he channels his inner Doug Song. His keyboard player does a pretty good Algie Myers impression, too. Here's Nick Lowe, half a boy and half a man. a knees-up rocker, courtesy of Nick Lowe, half a boy and half a man. Had an awful lot to say there, and he didn't have to write a rock opera about it. While we're on the subject, you know a popular exhibit in Carnival Sideshows was known as the Half and Half. These were attractions that claimed to be hermaphrodites, meaning that they had the sexual characteristics of both sexes, at least both sexes that were known at that time. Some of them did, and some of them didn't. Some of them would just exercise and tan one side of their body, so it was muscular and strong, leaving the other side pale and weak in comparison. They would put feminine makeup on the weak, pale side of the face and grow facial hair, if they could, on the strong side. They would wear half a men's suit and half women's wear. It was a very believable illusion, and some of the most famous were Josephine Joseph, Esther Lester, Leo Leola, Jean Eugene, Henry Edda, and the he-man Martha Ray. If you'd like to know more about hermaphrodites, you need go no further than Jeffrey Eugenides' Pulitzer prize winning book, Middlesex. I read it because it was part of the Oprah Book Club. Well, here we are. We're in the shank of the program, approaching the finishing line. I can almost smell the burn, but I'm going to try to keep my eye on the ball and finish the show. This is Jimmy Rivard and his Oklahoma Playboys, sung by Fred Howard and Nat Vincent recorded for the Bluebird label in 1937, three years before Timmy retired to become a San Antonio police officer. Here he is with the Oklahoma Playboys. He knows the sun waiting for him at the end of the lane.
7: My footsteps will lead me To that place I am long
2: Yes, I know there's someone waiting, waiting for me at the end of the lane. And though I've been gone a very long time, I know I shall feel no more pain. They wait for me by the door. I come on in with my feet so sore. They're all so glad, and so am I, as I come home to that cabin so high. I'm so glad to be home again, that little home at the end of the lane. Sing it, Jimmy. Jimmy Rivard and the Oklahoma Playboys here on Theme Time Radio Hour going over the beginnings, middle and ends. And you know, a story doesn't have to be long to have a beginning, middle and end. In this story, The Skylighty Tilt, Richard Batigan tells an entire story in 34 words. Here's the complete story. It's very hard to live in a studio apartment in San Jose with a man who's learning to play the violin. That's what she told the police when she handed them the empty revolver. You see, 34 words, a beginning, a middle, and an end. Richard Bradigan came to a sad end. He was a very popular novelist and poet living in San Francisco. He was associated with the Diggers, and his book, Trot Fishing in America, was on everyone's coffee table in the late 60s. Time matches on, though, and Bradigan was a haunted man. In October 1984, he was found in his second-story living room, badly decomposed. A forty-four caliber Smith & Wesson handgun was found nearby. The gunshot wound through his head was determined to be the cause of his death. It was believed that he committed suicide some weeks earlier, standing up, facing the ocean. We played the Davis Sisters before. I think we played Skeeter by herself, too. This is a song she's remembered for. This song was a massive hit in 1962. It was in four different top ten charts. Pop, R&B, country... An adult contemporary from our album of the same name. Here's the pride of Ridge, Kentucky, Skeeter Davis, and the end of the world. Skeeter Davis and the end of the world. Just about every culture has their own view of Armageddon, what's going to happen when the world ends. Some of the most interesting ones are the beliefs of Native Americans. For example, in the feud Indians, they believe that the white man's world, together with all their works, will roll up like a carpet to reveal once again, underneath it, the old Indian grandmother earth, teeming with buffalo, which would be hunted by dead Native people, come to life again that make a good movie. The Cheyenne Indians have a story of the giant pole that holds up the universe, and it's gnawed down by the great white beaver of the north, with the earth falling into a bottomless pit. I wonder what they were smoking. And of course in the Mayan calendar, which I don't need to remind you, has been pretty accurate so far. Everything stops, I mean stops dead, in December of 2012, so I wouldn't make any long-term plans. Science might be on the side of the Mayans. According to Sir Martin Rees, astronomer royal and author of Our Last Century, humans only have a 50-50 chance of making it through the 21st century without serious setback. Good luck, everybody. I don't mean to bum you out. Maybe we should get back to some music. Uh-oh, this song's not gonna cheer anyone out, but I gotta play it for you, cause it's a powerful song. It's Richard Thompson. 1974 and a song called The End of the Rainbow Richard Thompson, End of the Rainbow, painting a not-too-rosy picture of the future. Your father is a bully and your sister's no better than a whore. And no lucky break for you. Everyone thinks that the End of the Rainbow is a pot of gold and a leprechaun. And perhaps there is, but even the leprechauns are darker than you think. According to mythology, they are wizened old men. About three feet tall, they are the shoemakers of the fairy realm. Some people think that the word leprechaun is from the ancient Gaelic term for shoemaker, lathe, bogan. They're considered dour, ugly, and stunted, with faces like dried apples. They're foul-mouthed, angry, mean-spirited. They were schemers. If they were caught, they would try to buy their freedom. This is where the legend of the leprechaun as a bringer of luck came from. Because if you caught one, you'd get a wish. But even when you got your wish, they would try to scheme. Not the cheery story from the breakfast cereal, is it? Well, here's that moment that we knew would come. It's the end of the end. We're gonna end with the guy we played before. He wrote this song along with Ike Turner. It's one of his first records on the Artistic record label. South of the border, they know him as Amigo Angre, but we know him here on Theme Time Radio Hour as Buddy Guy. Here he is with This Is the End. (laughs) It is a far, far better thing than I do, than I have ever done. It is a far, far better rest than I go to, than I have ever known. That's how Charles Dickens, and in his novel, A Tale of Two Cities. It's a pretty good ending, and I was going to use it myself, and I thought a poem by Robert W. Service might have a little more to it. This is called The End of the Trail. Life, you've been mighty good to me, yet here is the end of the trail. No more mountain, moor, or sea. No more saddle and sail. Waves a leap in the laughing sun, called to me as of yore. Alas, my errant days are done, I'll rove no more, no more. Life, you've cheered me all the way, you've been my bosom friend, but gayest dog will have his day, and biggest bins must end. Shorebound, I watch and see afar, a wistful eye grow wan, while over is the last lone star, dims out in the lilac dawn. Life, you've been wonderful to me but fleetest foot must fail. The hour must come when all will see the last lap of the trail. Yet holding in my heart a hymn of praise for gladness gone, serene I wake my star dim in the glow of greater dawn. Robert Service, Scottish Poet. We'll see you next week. And remember, a bad beginning makes a bad ending.
11: Thanks for listening to Theme Time Radio Hour with your host, Bob Dylan. Produced by Eddie Gorodetsky and the associate producer is Anita Fitzgerald. Continuity is by Eats Martin and the editor is Damian Rodriguez. The supervising editor is Rob McComper. The research team is I. Lapson and Bertie Bernstein with additional research courtesy of Lynn Sheridan, and April Hayes, Callie Glavin, Terrence Weigel, Sean Patrick, and Matthew Bowser. Robert Bauer was the librarian, and the production coordinator was Debbie Sweeney. Special thanks go out to Randy Azradi, Coco Shinomiya, Samson's Diner, and Lee Abrams. Tex Carbone was our director of studio operations. Recorded in Studio B of the historic Abernathy Building, built in 1848. It's a Greywater Park production in association with Big Red Tree. This is your announcer, Pierre Mancini, speaking. Join us again next week when we take a look at Blood. Theme Time
0: Radio Hour is brought to you by Cadillac.